Acts chapter 13, verses 16 through 26. So Paul stood up and motioning with his hand said, Men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with uplifted arm, he led them out of it. And for about 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After that, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. Of this man's offspring, God has brought to Israel a savior, Jesus, as he promised. Before his coming, John had proclaimed the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course, he said, what do you suppose that I am? I am not he, no, but behold, after me, one is coming, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. Brothers, sons of the family of Abraham and those among you who fear God, to us has been sent the message of this salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, we're it's happy Boxing Day. Hey, Boxing December Day. December 26th, everyone's favorite holiday. Yeah. We have just come off of Christmas and, uh, you know, the church has just come off essentially, you know, the, the ascension of Christ, the birth of the church. And so Paul is here and he's addressing these, these men of Israel and he's essentially reflecting on God's faithfulness to his covenant to Abraham. And he, you know, he uses this phrase, he put up with them in the wilderness. And, and so yeah. the faithfulness of God over a long span of time, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years is greatly magnified here. And he brings it from Abraham through David and to Jesus mm-hmm. and then to the church. Yeah. So, this is where we are. Jackson, what are your thoughts on this passage and, and how it affects us reflecting on the advent of our Savior? Yeah. Have, have you ever seen any of those movies, the like Ocean's Eleven movies or Ocean's Twelve? Those I have of not. Things? I have not. So, Ashamed to say. No, it's fine. This is actually helpful for the point I'm trying to make right, so I can go. explain it to you. Yes. Okay? Perfect. <laughs> so the idea behind those movies is you know, they're trying to pull off a heist or they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to steal something yep. or accomplish some very tricky task in the end. And there's always a bunch of action that takes place in the middle of these movies. That's like independent of seemingly independent of one another. And mm-hmm. so, you know, these two guys over here, they go and they buy some item. And then there's another girl over here who goes and she dresses up in some weird costume. And then somebody else goes and like, uh, poses as a caterer. And, and so there's all these seemingly independent things happening. Mm-hmm. They're all important in themselves and they all like contribute to the story in some way. They're funny or they they kind of move things along. But then there's always a scene at the end where everything gets everything gets wrapped up and you realize that all of these independent scenes throughout the course of the movie, mm. they're all actually moving towards and contributing to the the heist. And so- yeah. Uh, at the end, uh, you, you realize that that guy posing as the caterer and the girl who dressed up as this or the person who went over here and bought the thing, it all was 
enabling the heist to happen and you see the big reveal of what the heist actually was and it always subverts your expectations yeah yeah so um great movies very fun it's always interesting to see how it's going to work out it's always building to a unified point yeah yeah I, i think what we're seeing here is something similar so you know you've got paul coming along and he stands up and he gives this this speech or this sermon and really what he does is he begins to trace salvation history. Mm-hmm. Say, so, so way back when God has done something. Uh, so, so God chose our fathers and he, he made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And then he led them out of Egypt and then he led them into the promised land. And he, and he rose up people like Saul and people like David. But all of this was leading to a particular place. So we see all these different strands and they come together where? In Christ. And so all what we're seeing is, is that all of salvation history, all of Israel's history was moving towards the person and the work of Christ. And, and so it culminates in, in that verse 26, brothers, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to us has been sent the message of this salvation. And, and we, we stopped there, but if we were to continue going, we see Paul essentially then unpack Christ. Because mm. all this is moving towards Christ. Christ is the reason salvation history has occurred in such a way that it has. And now I'm going to continue telling you about Jesus and how wonderful he is and how you can find your life and your worth in him. He fulfilled the prophets. He fulfilled the law. He died for you so that you can live in him. And, and so, um, you know, uh, it's funny. We, we celebrate Christmas yesterday, but this is actually Christmas tide. This is a wonderful time yeah, yeah. for us to continue remembering Jesus as is every day of the year. But um, as I read these verses, I find my attention being drawn to Jesus. Yeah. You know, I I think that's a really important point. And what Paul is doing here is a discipline that we should all live into, which is seeing all of history, seeing all of scripture through the lens of Christ. And, you know, I've, I've talked about this before, but I, I love talking to people who I disagree with about faith and, and, you know, just digging into it and comparing and contrasting beliefs. And, you know, one of the tendencies that I see a lot is, is, you know, sort of what I have referred to as like biblical whack-a-mole, which is sort of this game of like, well, what about this? What about that? What about this? And, you know, I'm all for like exploring scriptures and wrestling with God and asking those difficult questions. But what we see here is all of these, you know, as you said, sort of sometimes seemingly disconnected people and stories and seeming accidents and tragedies, they are all woven together into a world in which Christ would come. And, and, you know, even the lineage of Christ, you know, we like the story of Judah and Tamar and David and Bathsheba and all of these things are, are woven into the coming of a Messiah. And so if you take Jesus out of the story, it make the story makes no sense. And, and so that's where the you begin to lose the game of whack-a-mole because right. you, you can't just make sense of and explain away everything. And, and that's why Christianity, when the cross is removed, it, it's a horrible religion. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, you know, it, it's f- like utter foolishness. And yet when we see the testimony of Jesus and, and reason that it is true and trustworthy, 
then all of these things begin to weave together and we can begin to wrestle through why was God silent for 400 years mm-hmm. as people were languishing or, or why wasn't this promise immediately fulfilled? We can begin to work through those things. And then that can bleed into our own lives of all these things that seem disconnected from the story of God that seem random and purposeless. It it begins to strengthen our faith and, and we can begin to trust in God's providential hand in a new sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> I think that it's very appropriate for us to let a passage like this center us on Christ and for us to see the value of being a Christ centered people. Um, you know, you look at a passage like Luke 24 and part of what Jesus teaches his disciples on the road to Emmaus is that all of the scriptures were ultimately about Jesus. Yeah. And, and and what we see here is that all of these things were ultimately leading to Jesus. Or if you want to think about it in terms of one of the recent sermon series we did, you know, Jesus is is uh, the true and better um, prophet or priest or sacrifice or king. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all these great stories that are very interesting. They they can keep the attention of a child as you're as you're teaching your children these stories at night. But ultimately, these stories give way to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords mm-hmm, yeah. and, and the one that we celebrate during this Christmastide season. Why? Well, because Jesus came to live the life that we could not live and to die the death that we deserve to die. And now because of him, we we can have salvation in his name and we can have everlasting life yeah. full of joy, full of peace, uh, full of the stuff that life was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it, it's it's always good for us to read these stories uh, and, and try to understand them in their context. It's always good for us to be wowed by the miraculous things the Lord does, the way he moves history forward. But we also need to keep in mind what they're ultimately leading us towards. And that is Jesus, and not just Jesus, but worship of Jesus, yeah. uh, identity in Jesus, being found in him having life in him and ultimately loving him. Absolutely. Uh, A beautiful word here in Acts today. We'll see you tomorrow as we continue to reflect on our Savior. But we'll see you tomorrow. For Jackson Randall, this is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.